today I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring on a guest I had on in the past because I like him so much I had to bring him right on back. Uh, so today's guest is Nathan Sparks. He's head of state over at Kanji. Nathan, welcome back to the show. Hey, good morning, Adam. Good to chat with you again. Oh man, happy 2020! When I saw you on the on the show list, I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting Nathan back on the show. Let's see what he's up to. <laughs> um, so first off, I don't want to uh, assume we got we have a lot of new um, listeners. The uh, podcast has been growing like crazy, and I don't want to assume that they um, went back through and and heard the first episode. So let's just start off with what you're doing as head of sales over at Conti. So first, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, it's been tremendous. Uh, we are an Apple device management platform and um, a very new player to the market, but it's been tremendous so far. Uh, we're averaging 3x growth month over month. Um, wow. I think it really, it really validates the, the market opportunity here, you know, taking on a, a $3 billion incumbent in the space and a few other very well-established players. Um, but I think we are doing something quite a bit different, and um, you know, the feedback from our, our customers has been, has been tremendous. It's been a really fun journey since we've last uh, spoke. So um, let's go a little bit further into the product for the people that are listening. So um, when you say, um, um, so let's get into the compliance part and some of the other things and the, and the types of clients, because right now there are people listening in their office or in the car and they're like, Apple device management, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, do we need it? Do we not need it? A lot of business owners listening. So let's go a little bit further into what you're doing. Yeah, fantastic. So we are industry agnostic. The reality is if a company reaches 20 or 30 uh, employees or 20, 20 or 30 devices, there is uh, an inherent need for some sort of device management, whether it is, to your point, on the security and compliance side, whether it's just a general hardening of their, of their macOS environment. Um, there, there is a need for, for oversight um, in regards to the devices themselves, uh, and that is what we do. So, like I said, anything from security and compliance um, to the general configuration of, of the state of the devices, um, that's what you would accomplish with a solution like a Kanji. Any kind of trends you're noticing um, in your industry? Because obviously when we think about, well, when I think about mobile and when I think about what that means to business and just my day-to-day -day life and, and, and the future of design, I had, a, I had somebody on the other day who they have a car that they're, it's an electric vehicle that's coming out and there's no screen in it. And the reason why there's no screen in it is because they said, you know, well, their feedback from the people that are going to buy their car, and which which goes with I agreed with by the way, which I agreed with by the way, was uh, that, that that people use their phone navigation. So there was no point in offering that as a feature or adding those types of screens to it. So what you, what I see Kanji doing is they're, you're really at the forefront of bridging workplace productivity with mobile. Yeah, I mean that's a great question. You know, I, I mentioned the the three billion dollar eighteen year old incumbent in the space. Um, you know, th this organization more or less had a monopoly on, on the space, still really does mm -hmm. at the enterprise level. And, you know, there are a few options out there, but, th you know, they're the main player. And I, I think the reality is, you know, there is a different way to do things. Um, and, and you see Kanji and a few other players in the space looking to take a, a chip at their market share. 
Um, you know, and I don't want to speak over anyone's head here, but when, when you're looking to enforce a specific policy on a device, um, in, in days past, that requires a ton of custom scripting. Um, then the need to build in remediation logic, don't even get me started on, on visibility into policy enforcement. It's, it's a full-time job, which is fine at the enterprise when you have the IT resources to allocate. There's a, a, a team that can handle that for you, or you outsource to a consultancy, right? And there's an, uh, an entire ecosystem there that serves that, that, that segment of the market. Um, but, you know, the, the SMB companies or the, the mid-market companies, which is where we're playing currently, they don't have those resources to allocate. So there needs yeah. to be an easier way to do things. And we've done something very interesting with what we call the parameter library. It essentially has containerized these commonly used policies and turned them into one-click modules. So what would previously take two or three weeks takes 15, 20 minutes. Um, so from ease of use standpoint, it's a, it's a complete game changer. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think uh, IT professionals take pride in the work that they do. Of course, we all do, right? Um, so in, in days past, it was, um, you know, a source of pride and accomplishment to say that I spent two or three weeks uh, configuring our, our, our device state. Um, well, the reality is in, in IT, you're constantly putting out fires, you're triaging problems. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do that in a, in a day or less, uh, it's a complete game changer for these professionals, and I think they're finally becoming open to the idea of a different way of doing things, uh, which has been tremendous to see. So uh have to pick your brain on this because I can't, I can't glance over this one. So head of sales, and you've got 3x growth. Um, what, what's your secret sauce? Because I know you have an amazing product, so I know that's, that can't just be it because there's a lot of amazing products out there that, that you know, without, without implementation don't necessarily make it off the ground. So, so what's your secret to success there, Nathan? Yeah, I, I want to take very little credit here. To your point, we do have a <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you yeah. would, but I had to ask. Go ahead, please. No, it's, 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 it's the truth. You know, we have a fantastic product, but our marketing team is, is unbelievable. Unbelievable, mm. the content that we put out and, and looking to add value outside of, of, of attempting to sell the, the platform itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and the marketing team has done a fantastic job there. So as far as um, inbound sales, that's been tremendous. Um, our success team, uh, does a brilliant job in, in keeping these customers engaged and keeping them happy and being incredibly responsive. I think we have a, a sub three minute response time via in app chat. It's been unbelievable. Oh, wow. And then, and then my team, uh, you know, they get all credit. You know, they're the ones out here pounding the pavement, knocking on doors. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, th I think we've seen a shift in outbound prospecting over the last two or three years. And there's some brilliant sales leaders that touch on this all the time. Um, you know, a, a Beck Holland, for example, or a Sam Nelson, just brilliant, brilliant sales leaders. But gone are the days of, of sending out drip campaigns. And I, I get vendor emails 20 or 30 a day, and it, it's, it's obvious that it's a template. And, and I'm busy. I'm not going to respond. There's, there's no way that that email was written for me. And it comes across in the first line or two. And, and I think we've seen the shift towards hyper-personalization. And maybe the volume does decrease a bit, but that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, if you're not hitting 80 or 90 dials or emails a day, uh, and it's down to that 40 or 50 mark, but the quality of the, of, of the email or the phone call itself is that much higher, you see much higher success rate. The response rates are tremendous. The reply rates go through the roof. Um, it, it's never about making it your, your outreach attempt about, about kanji, right? Because mm -hmm. people in it are inherently, um, how do I want to say, 
self-consumed because that's that's not fair. But people definitely care more about themselves, their world, their environment, their company, what they're going through more so than than your your solution or your product, right? Um, so when you focus on the person and you reach out and it has something to do with them, what they're going through, what they've accomplished in the past, uh, they're much more inclined to actually respond. And that's all you need is is a response. You don't have to close the deal on the first email or the first phone call, uh, but to elicit some sort of response, right, that open, begin the dialogue, to start having the conversation, all while keeping the conversation about them and what they're going through, right? And, and these seem like, this seems like an, an old concept, an old idea, um, but it's unbelievable how little this is done in the space in, until the last really year or two, three at most, where we've seen this, this dramatic shift. No, it makes total sense. Uh, so everything you said is completely correct. I mean, I think about it all the time, and it's it's kind of tricky. And the, and the reason why, and I know you don't you don't like the word self-consumed. I, I don't mind it personally. And I'm thinking because I think about it from my end, and I'm like, yeah, we want people to solve our problems. We don't want to know the other things. Like we're all we all have that thing where we need we have problems. We want them solved. And if somebody's willing to solve those problems for us, then uh, we're willing to pay for it. Like when I think about what you're doing over at Kanji, I mean, are you kidding me? You're literally Literally, um, where somebody would need a full staff or a full-time position, as you said, just to update some protocols, um, now they could possibly not do that, especially when they didn't have necessarily the investment to make that happen in the first place. So if you couple that with the idea that they're growing all at the same time, it's like they can use those funds for other things. Um, so they can they can still have their problem solved. Um, they don't have to. Um, they can do it in a timely manner, which also helps the person that's ultimately at, on the at the end users. Um, and and so it's like win win situations all around is what you're talking about, and I love it. Yeah, and you know it, it's it's interesting. I recently read a, a statistic from HubSpot, and I believe it was 18 or 19 percent of buyers trust the seller. Um, and, and that makes perfect sense, right? You know, we, we joke about it all the time. No one trusts mm-hmm. salespeople. Um, it, but, but that's the foundation, right? There, there needs to be a, a sense of trust. Trust is what, what opens up the ability to negotiate down the line. It's just such an important component of, of the, the conversation. But that starts with building rapport, being an active listener, being an expert in the space, right? And none of this revolves around selling your product or giving the pitch, the elevator pitch, Right. Man, I love it. Um, all, all great stuff there, Nathan. So if somebody's listening to this and they, uh, you know, they got a lot of devices out there going rogue, they got, and they're, they're in that space and they're thinking, okay, we do need to, um, some type of um, device management um, platform because they haven't been using one or um, they have been using one and they want to they wanna check out what, a, what another player in the market looks like. Um, what's the best way for them to reach out and learn more about Kanji? Yeah, head to our terrific website, kanji.io, that is K-A-N-D-J-I.io, or reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Nathan Sparks, at head of sales at Kanji, um, and we're happy to, to have the conversation. We are also actively hiring, um, so if anyone is interested, has experience in this space, uh, background in this space, we'd love to have conversations there as well. Man, that's great. Well, hey, Nathan, um, been awesome catching up with you. Thank you for coming on this 2020 reunion. I'm looking forward to having you back in 2021. I'm going to be like, what happened? What, what's going on now? You're going to be like, Adam, I don't have time for you. Sorry. We, we grew by too much. <laughs> we grew by too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, seriously, like, though. Awesome having you back on, man. It's been, it's well, been likewise, Adam. Likewise, Adam. Good night with you, and uh, we'll talk here real soon. Much success moving forward.
Awesome. And uh, to the, to the uh, listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review in the Apple iTunes store. If you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, uh, leave us some comments in the comment section. Love to hear your thoughts on uh, what, what um, sales looks like uh, in 2020 for you and, and practices. Um, and uh, thanks again, Nathan, for coming on. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Thank you.